Hi, Love Leaders. It's Dr. Shannon Roberts, your host for the Love Leading Podcast, where we discuss how to create connection in your most important relationship that God designed, bringing health and sometimes healing while deepening intimacy. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Love Leading Podcast with Dr. Shannon Roberts. Good to be with you again today in this episode. We're going to be talking about vulnerability in your marriage. I have been working with couples for over 30 years. And listen, this is a really hard concept. Um, The research of Dr. Brene Brown has really put it on the canvas of Um, growing and deepening the knowing of one another through the opportunity of being vulnerable. And so it's a key word that we've been talking about for a while now. But in working with couples, this is is a sticky piece. Um, We really want to create the safety and security in your marriage in order to continue to grow in the knowing of and using each other as a resource for Um, comfort and care. And so a lot of times when couples start the process in counseling, this has been eliminated for a lot of reasons. Um, We've talked before in the past that sometimes their negative fight cycle creates these um, walls of thinking that um, our partners aren't available to us or that our partners don't care or, or, or even sometimes love us in ways that um, we can show up with just a, a, an ability to reach for one another. Um, and when I talk about reach for, I'm, I'm talking about creating space in your relationship that not only um, we are sharing our inner thoughts and feelings with one another, or, um, and listen, feelings can be the whole gamut. I mean, feelings of negative, but also positive, times of celebration, times of joy, times of, hey, I'm proud of myself, and I want to share with this special person an event or a circumstance or a growth that um, I want my partner to know about me, but also the negative, the the not so much, not so well sadness, whether it's about the relationship or it's something outside of the relationship that you are reaching for one another for that care and comfort. And so that negative fight cycle sometimes creates those walls or those negative stories that think that the partner Um, would not be um, available or that it would matter. And so um, one of those is the fight cycle that we don't have work throughs and the challenging parts of our relationship, those protests of things that I'm not liking and so cannot work through to a place of mutual understanding or a mutual kind of compromise and negotiation. And so we don't reach with the real personal stuff any longer. But I also see this thing, and, and oh, by the way, in, in the counseling practice, we really work on that fight cycle to get the relationship back to a place where those negative stories are changed with something different, that our partner matters. It, I can share things that are important um, that I'm not liking within the relationship. 
and it matters and we create that safety um, through the catch method. And then we really work on this other deepening emotional engagement piece through vulnerable risk-taking of sharing and opportunities of connection in that um, more intimate kind of space, rebuilding that intimate bond that they might have started with in the relationship or even deepening it to levels that they've never experienced before. And I have found that this is really kind of um, a challenge. Couples don't know how to do this. And so that's why I wanted to talk to you about this, this um, episode, because it's, that emotional engagement piece is so key to experiencing each other in a more safe and secure kind of way. And so whether it's the fight cycle or here's some other pieces that I also have noticed, um, we get kind of lazy. Uh, we get lazy in our relationship in that we get to a place where we don't really um, habitually and intentionally schedule time just to be with one another that would provide the opportunity for those kinds of interchanges and deeper sharing and more meaningful and purposeful conversations about our inner thoughts and feelings. And so um, it just doesn't necessarily happen. And we, you know, just move through um, you know, our our lives just kind of just doing this parallel kind of um, living where we are, yes, co-parents and co-household managers and co-partners in life, but we really don't have opportunities of timed and intentional um, carved out opportunities of um, crossover where we're experiencing one another in a different kind of format as friends and lovers, um, enjoyable opportunities of exchange. And um, you might have been with your partner for long periods of time and you think you know everything about them, um, but we are all growing and evolving and changing and to carry one another along through the longevity of our relationship is still showing up in curious kinds of ways, asking open-ended kind of thought questions, thought-provoking opportunities for us sharing in different ways and formats that, um, you know, we go and do life separate from one another, but what are we bringing back to the relationship? What kinds of new thoughts and new experiences and, and new kinds of ideas of seeing yourself in the world that you want to tease out and keep um, carrying um, the most important person in the relationship along with you as you grow um, and as you experience um, maybe there is other things in the relationship that you've vetted out in your own personal life that haven't been fully, you know, delved into. And so we do this in our dating relationships and early on, and then we feel like, oh, I know this person and that there really isn't anything more for me to either share or find out about one another. So keeping that kind of idea of curiosity and intrigue, um, creating space intentionally, um, where we are still engaging at that level. We become these transactional kinds of conversation people where, okay, we got to talk about that home project and um, get an update on what the calendar says and 
Uh, we got to, you know, figure out, you know, what the next step is for our children and scheduling those activities. And um, so transactional communication of just like fact finding and, um, you know, being able to plan the next vacation and things like that. But we don't really just spend a lot of time just in wonder, you know, creating a space where it goes beyond just the planning but the being. And so um, then this other piece, and this is a huge one. We are a society that carries a lot of stress. And even more so in the last three years, because of what society and community have experienced, not only collectively, but also individually. Uh, our our anxiety levels are higher. Our stressors are um, more numerous. And so we um, don't necessarily feel like we can just be. We're constantly doing. We're constantly planning. And listen, we have found in our studies that females don't do as an effective job at compartmentalizing their stressors as even males do. But yet we also have these subtle messages that males can't be vulnerable because it's seen as weak, that we can't show up sharing maybe areas of challenges or insecurities because that masculine um, role that we have to play as strong leaders and we've got it all together and um, we don't take these vulnerable risks to say, sometimes I don't think. I have it all together. And so these messages of I've got to manage my stress, I got to perform individually in the ways that, you know, I can, you know, create that self-care. Self-care is very important, but sometimes we look outside of the relationship to get a lot of those, you know, uh, ways of coping completed, whether that's an exercise schedule or whether that's personal time, a downtime, whether it's activities that bring you um, like equal liberation and joy, but they're done independently from one another. And so not creating this space where we're actually using one another to help us in those times of managing our stress, bringing each other into those places and that experience of interchange and sharing actually means that we have this feeling that we're not in it alone and that we have someone that um, cares and it matters and just that um, Brene's Brown says empathy really helps foster not only healing but further vulnerability but also stress management. Hi, are you tired of having vanilla and mediocrity in your intimate relationship? We all know that couple that somehow has it all figured out. You can tell by the way they look at each other across the room. If you want more, then join me, Dr. Shannon Roberts, in my next webinar, The Intimacy for Life Method and I will give you the tips and encouragement on the necessary steps to create longevity in your connection, deepen relationship satisfaction, 
and the ultimate relationship that you are hardwired for so that you can become not only the best version of yourself, but a reflection of what God has designed for your marriage. And so when we um, carry so much stress in our life and we're not reaching to each other in those times of risk-taking and sharing and entering into each other's worlds in this kind of way, we aren't using each other for that um, soft place to fall. And so this vulnerability is inhibited because we're carrying stress loads in our relationship that don't allow us to just drop in to that present moment. And so when I find and work with these couples, um, there's not a lot of margin in their life. They literally go from hitting the um, floor with their feet first thing in the morning, moving through that busyness of getting to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, covering all their bases, crossing every T, dotting every I, um, being able to just consume their task list and, and feel better having completed And by the end of their day, they just drop and they don't have that really presence of moment where they aren't worried about the next thing or preparing for tomorrow or revising what they didn't take care of on their task list to tackle for the next day. And they aren't really being present with one another that that will allow you know, turning off all the other stimulus of life, whether that's screens or whether it's just the chaos and the need for quiet in that moment that they are actually using each other as maybe a bookend to their day of being able to have those kinds of conversations to see what kind of, you know, um, things can just kind of come up in a curious way. So here's my challenge for you guys today. Healthy couples do this for one another. They will use each other as their soft place to fall. They will use each other as being curious and vetting out new ideas and concepts. They are letting um, each other in into their personal areas of inner thoughts and emotions and growth and victories but they have intentionality of when they do that. And listen, it's not just about, oh, we go on date nights. It's so much more than that. That's just a behavioral checklist too, a lot of times. And what happens is they don't really um, have the, the, the space in the way that they show up for one another, having prepared mentally with already having taken care of all those other transactional conversations or um, really entering into that place, being prepared to experience each other because our stress loads are so high or we've gotten lazy with just trying to catch while catch can. Oh, let's grab dinner. But the conversation is just um, left lustless. Um, And they don't really come away from that experience in a renewed kind of way, um, really enjoying each other in each other's company anymore. And a lot of times the ability to just have a frivolous, fun, inquiring, adventure, curiosity kinds of conversations 
that you walk away feeling close again or having um, experienced your partner in a new kind of way after long periods of time um, of being together. And so I challenge you not only just to be intentional, get all the you know, uh, business part of the relationship worked out in a different kind of format, but also um, intentionality of being able to just say, we're just going to show up for one another. I want to hear and understand and and show up with compassion, empathy, or curiosity, Um, maybe by the end of the day, at least maybe a few times a week, whether that's 10 minutes, 15 minutes before I just move into my own independent space. I move into the things that I enjoy to do for me, or I just fall into the bed and um, getting ready to do Groundhog Day the next morning. So that's the challenge I want to offer you with. Um, Move into those intentional spaces, taking emotional risks, opening up and sharing, because what we are seeing in um, Brene Brown's research is vulnerability really takes a lot of strength and a lot of courage and um, a lot of intentionality. You might not be in a perfect space in your relationship to take these risks, but if we're working from both ends, tackling this need to get back to a place of connection where we are showing up in secure kind of ways, trying to reduce the way that we do disagreements, but Also showing up in ways where it matters to us what our partner's personal experience of life is. And that might mean just holding space to listen. It might just mean a really embracing, comfortable, soft touch. It might just be asking more questions to deepen the conversation in ways to understand better. And so creating that um, real healthy interaction piece that we don't lose, that we're carrying each other further and further along the way of knowing. So go and love well, you love leaders, and I will see you back on the next episode. Thank you for listening, love leaders. Be sure to check out all our links in the show notes and visit me at shannonrobertscounseling.com. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any others. Until next time, go lead in loving well.